Our, uh, our beards are looking similar. Winter. Got to get winter ready. Right? Yeah. It gets, you got to get it thickened. You don't want, like, that stupid red, rosy cheek shit. <laughs> I have to grow mine pretty long, though, because it's fair. Mm, okay. So it doesn't mine's, look, mine's it doesn't got look that thick little... when it's short, because it's, it's light blonde red. At least it's all even and consistent, man. I got, like, a little skunk trail coming in right there. I don't know if you can see it, but I don't think it in close. Uh, um, <clears throat> I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's quite like a beacon in the night, actually. <laughs> it is it is very much like a lighthouse light going off in the distance. <laughs> oh, man, it's the bad signal. I get it. <laughs> That's my beard. Beard updates brought to you by <laughs> Just for Men, right? Hacksmith, who's... Uh... Do you know who Hacksmith is? He's a YouTuber. He I like love how uh, you ask always, but no. He does like well, so I don't know what your kids watch. He does like make oh, it real yeah. stuff. So he does like real Captain America shield and real lightsaber and and stuff. That sounds so like made, something that would have come across. He made a real bat signal. It's pretty cool because he's um his uh, his warehouse where he. Um, is located is on Victoria, like just five minutes away from me. Oh, wow. Cool. So yeah, he like, maybe, maybe. So he drove around in a truck with this like wicked bat signal. And like on the video, you saw him take it to like uh, the Kitchener VIP theater and like the silver city and stuff. And like, so, and then he like shone the bat signal around. I didn't see it when he was filming, but I watched the video. It was pretty neat. That's interesting. You should reach out because we could do a cross-city promotion. Uh, uh, Brampton is famous for the Brampton Batman. You may have heard. Uh, a no, gentleman. <laughs> no, you haven't? i got to send you some pictures of this. This gentleman's got a, a full-on Batmobile. Uh, okay. Drives around the town. Plated. So somehow it's road legal. Don't ask me how. But it's, <laughs> uh, to give you perspective, it would be Michael Keaton's Batmobile. Um <clears throat> Okay. It's not right. So just so you, because you can, you need to picture the little nipple at the front. Um, and then this thing drives around Brampton with this guy who's dressed as Batman, who who's now gone from not being just the vigilante in town to being like the welcomed guy at like you know the city events <laughs> taking place at the Market Square. Sorry. So he'll yeah. take pictures with the kids and stuff where all the cops are actually doing security. Uh, it's kind of funny, actually. Is so he sad? Is he sad like Batman? He sounds sad. Well, this is what I'm getting at. I think it's a great time for us to take some like live video, camera, audio. Uh, <laughs> grab your man. Grab his signal. We'll find a nice park here in Branton. We'll light it up, and we'll see how long it takes for him to come. I have a feeling the Hacksmith's doing things a little bit cooler than... <laughs> well, no, it's, but this is where we, this, the, this is the cross promotion part where we, at the beginning of our video, go, hey guys, this is Hacksmith and he's got a bat signal and we're going to be borrowing it for this mission. And then we go on this mission where, where we're going to light it up and then we, the Brampton Batman meets us in a park and we're like, are you sad? He made like a grappling hook too that he could like shoot and like get up to like different floors and different like, ledges and shit he uh he's a conestoga college graduate and they love him there he like wins awards all the time and 
local uh, burglar express, but okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, what's he good? Yeah, this is why I kind of want to watch that Oppenheimer movie when it comes out. Uh, shout out Nolan. Don't let us down like you did with Tenet. Uh, uh, I'm excited to just kind of be like, who gets into the idea of like, you know what I'm going to be really, really good at? Like atomic bombs, right? Like it's, it's kind of well, like, time. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. There's some, there was also a college somewhere that was like, Hey, we love this guy. Uh, the things he comes up with grappling hooks, atomic bombs, amazing guy. <laughs> it's interesting how they were so, I mean, that's an interesting story. So I'm excited for that story. Anyways, did you ever watch that move that? Uh, series Manhattan Project or whatever it was called. May have was that, that like one? an A and E one or no? I feel like it's on probably, HBO. No, then maybe not. I've seen a few of them, but I know the one that I saw was not like high quality. I'll tell you that right. Like you know, you know when you're watching something that you're like, oh, I would have loved this in like grade eleven economics class. Mm-hmm. Those are like usually the A and E Discovery kind of. It might have just been called Manhattan. Yeah, so um, no. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, who's in it? If it's like people who are famous, then I have not seen it. Because the one I saw was just like, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> From <Yeah>. the commercials. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I don't think anybody that famous. Um, I don't know anymore. But yeah. um Okay, that's fine. Anyways, that was a I think that's a cool idea. You know, because we're, they we're were supposed like, to we're supposed to be known for our fast Wikipedia fingers here, my friend, but okay. <laughs> he just gives up. <laughs> I like the idea of the scientists because they were so like obsessed with um making the breakthrough and like the science and stuff that they didn't really realize until it was too late what they were making, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, they were it's... so like determined to make it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, sometimes it's just like you learn something's capable of doing something, and then the military or someone else shows up and is like, hey, that little robotic dog you just made sounds kind of cool, right? And it's like, and if you're Boston Dynamics and you've been making robotic dogs for 20 years that nobody's been buying, the military's like, we'll give you a lot of money for that. And you're like, okay. And all of a sudden, you know, they got like laser guns on top of them. The Iron Man problem. Yeah, essentially. That's what I mean. Like, you guys have to, this is a, it's a story for why, like, we donate to, like, UNICEF a lot. And we donate to, like, uh, the United Way. But this is, like, one of those things where it's, like, you want to donate to, like, science and tech robotic companies, too, right? Like, um, it could be useful. Yeah. You never know. know what you're funding, though. <laughs> well, no, I mean, okay, so the idea of, like, the Wikipedia <clears throat> Foundation, right? We we rip them a lot, but it's still, it's still vital, I think, in a sense that, hey, man, think about where we are right now in the world. Uh, like, Encarta was an encyclopedia that was owned by Microsoft, yeah. right? And it's because Wikipedia came along that now Encarta is kind of, like, not a thing, but if it was the prevalent thing, like Wikipedia didn't exist because there wasn't people who were nerdy enough to give three bucks a month or something, <laughs> you would probably have a very like that. That entire encyclopedia would be kind of like pro Microsoft, pro Bill Gates, would it not? 
Right. Right. Of course. Like, yeah. wouldn't it have like more? Like now, at least you can argue that Wikipedia is flawed in that if you go to read the vaccine page today, it may not have all the right stuff. But at least, you know, it's all views and, you know, on Wikipedia quickly because the sentence structure changes. Like it goes from being something that's like intelligent and legible to being like two sentences of like garbled nonsense, which you're like, oh, I know who contributed that. And you can disregard it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> C Plus Productions proudly presents Can You Confirm That? Starring Gorov Wander and John Brown. Um, it's that time again, and we're back with another episode of Can You Confirm That? Grov, what episode are we on? Oh, I hate when you make me do math. Uh, I want to say 114. Yeah. All right. I want to say season two, uh, episode ooh, ooh, 14. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, season what? Series two. No. Ooh. Series two? Series three? Yeah, yeah, the time's uh, not... It's been that long, yeah. has it? <laughs> I, I guess maybe it's going Feels by quickly. Feels just like yesterday, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, we are at Series 3, Episode 14 of Can You Confirm That? Hope everyone's having a great week. Hope everyone had a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Did you do anything? Uh, you know like, what? I, mean, I, I, can, abs- I can kind of tell right now, but I mean, did you do anything? <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't do a thing. I had a party, but it got uh, canceled. I was about to, I was going to a, you know, I can't really mm. party. I'm not allowed to drink and I can't eat salty food, but uh, I was going to be there. <laughs> no reason you can't have some Gatorade and beef jerky in your pocket, my friend. Some, some what? Gatorade beef jer- or, or beef jerky? <laughs> The saltiest too. <laughs> Gatorade is like refuels your electrolytes and shit. So it's like for if you're sweating. Yeah. So it's like super salty. <laughs> oh man, I just killed you, didn't I? That's yeah. Yeah. I, well, love that's that funny. A, I love that in a crisis situation. That's what would be in my backpack for you. You know what I mean? Quick, like that's... grab the salt lick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. No, but yeah, I, there's been parties canceling all over the place. I don't know if it's. I think people are over the having fun after the pandemic thing again. (laughs) You know what I mean? People came out of the gate strong after the pandemic. Like, I'm going to throw out every party I can. Uh, I'm going to go out as much as I can. And I think now we're at that point where people are back to like, my God, it would be really nice to just chill, right? (laughs) One of the best. Do you want to binge something? (laughs) One of the best things I did during the pandemic was an online virtual party. With uh, futures, with future sponsor of the podcast, uh, uh, gathered, um, which was a great app, and it was like you're like these little eight bit characters moving around a little eight bit room, and as my avatar walks up to your avatar, our webcams open, and we can hear each other, and then you can just fucking walk away from that person and go talk to someone else. But it's like your little avatar, and that that was the mo- one of the most fun. 
and I want to do it again, but I have can't find anyone to do that with me. <laughs> that's uh, that's the story of how no one can get that same feeling with the metaverse, right? Like yeah. Gather Gather's been getting a lot of news lately because apparently they do the metaverse better than Meta. You know, it's kind of so, like no, it's kind of like metaverse is like uh, the Apple version of like an iOS, and and Gather's kind of out there doing their little Android thing, and people yeah. are noticing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're having a gather party and uh, hook, look me up and, and, you know, shoot out an invite because I might show. I, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, I, I you, could pop on oh, anytime. Oh, <laughs> the unfortunate part is there's no way to just crash virtual parties, I guess, right? Like you can do that in real life. Yeah, I've done that. Like I used to go to wedding receptions all the time as a kid, brown ones, and then you'd go to a place <laughs> where there's like three of them taking place at the same time. So you would bail on the one, and you'd go check out what the food and entertainment and dance looks like at the other one because it's like a ten minute walk, five minute walk, ten foot walk, right? Not far. <laughs> so, so uh, you can't. How do you do that in the gather world, right? Unless kind of got to be able to knock right you need to be able to be like there needs to be this way of knowing like that there or or have a function right like i wouldn't mind john throwing a party for 40 to 50 people but then also just clicking a checkbox that says leave the door open so that anybody who's on there walking by can be popping in take a look and be like what kind of crowds in here tonight <laughs> you know people were doing that at the start uh, um of the lockdown with Zoom calls. There were like uh, Zoom pirates or what? I don't know what they called themselves. Um, losers. But um, <laughs> they would like ambush people's like meetings and stuff and be like, what's up? And like, yeah, prob- I, probably be offensive. And <laughs> Right. That's a different thing. That's very Baba Booey, Baba Booey, right? And I'm talking like, come on in and be like, hi, I'm Steve. I was, I was actually, I'm, guys, I'm just down the hall. I'm, I'm, I'm at my cousin's kids virtual birthday party uh i saw your door was open uh in my little side menu here so i, I thought i'd pop in what's going on and then we'd be like hey man it's our podcast launch party and he'd be like oh <laughs> this ain't the vibe for me and he walks out that's fine it's cool yeah. everybody gets it everybody's got their own thing yeah if you uh if you want to hire us as consultants meta we are available for that as well Oh man, they need it. Zuckerberg's in like some dire trouble. Have you heard the losses on that company, man? Since they've like turned into metaverse? No, no. Seven hundred billion dollars, <laughs> and he's only spent ten. You know what I mean? Like the company, he's the as a company, he's like, I had ten billion in cash. Let's spend it on building out the metaverse. And the stock market said no. And they wiped out $700 billion of that boy's net worth because he just wanted to play games with his friends on Gather with an Oculus. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I yeah. know that you're excited. I know you're excited. But it seems like the general public's just not getting on board or is not. They haven't seen it yet. and Or maybe they just don't want him to be the guy who's in charge of it get it like maybe they do see the value of everybody having some fun with some vr headsets from time to time like you know what me and you what were we just doing before we just started recording we were watching a little bit of youtube videos together right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what harm would there be in me and you just throwing on a couple vr headsets and going to the cineplex 
without totally. leaving our home, right? I, I'm and, totally down for that. It's just the price tag. Yeah. I bet you Zuckerberg <laughs> could have bought Gather for less than ten million or ten billion dollars. Yeah, but it's all—it's all about what they <laughs> what you're gonna do if you're Zuckerberg with it, right? Uh, could have just bought them. No, but I mean, I love the idea here. But like, listen, would you? If I had left my door open um, for my gather party, but I was also charging a five dollar cover charge, you coming in? <laughs> right? Maybe not. Or, or what if it's only five hundred gold coins, and you can buy like a pack of five thousand gold coins for nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents? Right? What if it's like uh, you get a five dollar free admission, and then if you're having fun, it's twenty five to stay or whatever. That's how you make the money, because if your well, party's popping, people are going to say. <laughs> what if it's a two-drink minimum, John? <laughs> a a, a two-e-drink minimum, right? Entertainment better be good. What's what I'm saying? <laughs> well, thank you for coming to my virtual stand-up show. <laughs> there you go. They fucking Yucky advertise that. Well, you know what? Now that I think about it, they totally advertise that, because they had that... Uh, that uh, Jean, who's that guy who was like Stephen Colbert's band? Oh, um, uh, yeah, the, the gentleman from Soul who won the Oscar yeah. or Grammy or whatever. All those. So they had like a VIP. They advertised like a VIP party for him. Remember, and the the girls over there could like buy custom Avatar clothes from the VIP party. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I I, I like the idea of uh, Yak Yak Online. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm going to make my own drinks at home. I understand that they're going to make me baby pay for that luxury, I guess. Which is kind of a bummer. I mean, you'd kind of want some of this stuff to be free. Um, and then you you put your headset on and you walk in. And I don't know how you recreate the laughter of everyone else, though. That's different. I don't know. Y- okay, so you know about this tech way better than I do. Two questions for you. Can a VR headset record my audio and send it back, right? Like, if if I laugh audibly at something that's being said that I'm listening to and watching in my VR, can it be a two-way? Can, like, that audio go back like a fucking Peloton class kind of almost, right? Like, um, second question. Can there be visual? Can there be, like, a, a camera or something in the room that can watch my actions and avatar me if it needs to. So like if I start clapping at a joke, will this camera notice that I'm clapping and make like me sitting at a table next to you uh, at the club, see me going ha 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 with white. Like that's the experience, right? You make that happen. It's real. But if it's all just like NPC automated shit, like you laugh and some guy just goes, Oh, oh," right. Like that's not going to work for me. Right. Like it's, that's, that's the bridge. Well, first things first, we are now, we do have the ability to buy like Keurig machines for cocktails. So we're getting close to being able to just press a button and get whatever bar drink you want and you're home. Okay. So that's the first step. That does exist. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting close with, you know, eventually we'll just have one of those machines with a big hole in the middle and you just press martini and a glass materializes with the fucking drink in it. Um, but yeah, I think that what you're looking for, like the full ready player one experience um, is close. Like uh, there's like certain 
like Unreal Engine, like a game engine, will recognize motion capture. Okay. So that's not live. That's um, within engine. So, like, I think, I don't think it's like, um, I don't think you could put a motion capture suit on and act out a game with that, with like the game physics working and stuff like that yet. But, you know, close to like being able to connect those dots, I would say. So you could get like a, Potentially like a motion capture sex suit. And, um, like, I've, all, web, I've always said it, right? <laughs> webcams and you stuff. You can't get technology forward until you get the sex industry on board. Oh, That's uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm watching a show even right now called, um, Peripherals. Have you heard of this one yet? Is that Amazon? I want to say yeah. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. With Hit Girl? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I flipped through on Amazon, and I've added it to my list because I saw her face, and I said, I never remember her name, but I know John loves her. Yeah, is that is that the Moretz, Chloe? Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. So yeah, she's, the yeah. she's the star of the show, and um, basically, that's exactly what it is. It's like um, they go into like a virtual reality game where she plays as an avatar that looks like her brother and she's just better at the game. So he helped, she helps him beat like different levels. But when yeah. she like puts on the headset and stuff, it just feels like she's a person walking around. It cuts to like a scene of that. And then she gets this special headset that like actually puts her into a, like a, I don't want to spoil it, puts her like into a different world that is, feels more real. So, you know, that that stuff will all come. Uh, We're almost. I mean, listen. I think. I think the tech exists, right? Mm-hmm. Like Google's Google's got the quantum AI computing right now that can make it work. Nvidia's got a lot of the tech that could make it work. Yeah. I guess Zuckerberg's got the idea of how it yeah. should work. Yeah. Not just that he's the be. first to it, right? Like that's that's just this is what a kind of a, it will happen. And he's the only one who's kind of staked his future on it. And like now that he's like losing net worth and all of this with it, I I don't see him not doubling down. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, think- like he it, very Steve Jobs ish of like, listen, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna own this, I'm gonna make this beautiful, right? Like if he's on board with that, sure, it'd be a hard pivot from what he did with Facebook. But if this is an idea of like, I'm gonna like just. Here's almost the end game that I, uh, I if I'm like writing the, the HBO movie series or something where you want to make the Zuckerberg character somehow redeeming the way you make it. So is that like he somehow finds a way to be like, fuck it, I'm in on the metaverse and I believe in like fixing all of my mistakes and my wrongs of like how I let my previous stuff work. And he literally just spins out WhatsApp, Instagram and, and Facebook as their own company somewhere else and just runs off to make his little VR landscape like Tom, like <laughs> yeah. Tom should have, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's see the resurgence of MySpace Tom within Zuck. He could have his own little Steve Jobs moment at the end of his like tech career where like at the end, people love him for God knows what, right? Like, sure, but I don't see it happening. Like, I'd just like to, but I don't. It's just two storybook. Point of entry is just not there for most people. Like, I bet you... 
you need serious money to do it the way that it's being advertised still. Like, so much money that it's not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to be able to partake in the metaverse experience, like the actual one. You know, maybe for yeah. 20, 30 years. Well, it it could be quicker if, if and again, and I hate to keep bringing it back to Zuck, but he kind of does control this right now. Like, the destiny of it is in his hands in the sense that if he wants to put Okay, like Google has a ridiculous amount of computing power around the world. So does Microsoft, right? But they all use it for different purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Like Google is kind of like in the cloud game, right? Like Amazon is definitely in the cloud game of like, oh man, like that's what we do with our computing power. We run Netflix, aha, right? Like well, what Meta could do is like, hey man, we don't we don't run Netflix with our fucking data power. We don't. We don't run a big giant search. Why don't we move our computing power to Meta and make it in a sense of like, if Google came close with cloud gaming, can Meta do cloud Meta? Like, could it be all you really do need is like a $200 Oculus headset, but we will handle all of the computing power on the back end to deliver the best experience to you through that headset? Because if they can pull that off, well, then that shit costs less than a Switch. Right, like then yeah. you're then you're putting me in console territory of like, is this a console now? And that's their entry point, really. If they're thinking about it, they should be like, yeah, but it's like a twenty four seven console. Imagine when you turn on their switch, you're sitting in a lobby. Now you got games available to you, or you can do other things. Right, and it's the or you can do other things that kind of opens the doorway. Right, sell it as something you can play games on and VR and do all this but make it so much more capable of doing the other things because that's how Steve Jobs sold us the iPhone. Yeah, it makes phone calls. Definitely makes phone calls. You can send a text. But it's got this app store. It does some other things. And who makes a fucking phone call anymore, right? Like on their phone that they pay for every month. So they have an act, act, like actual entry point, but it's all in like, is he the guy that should be in charge? Right? Yeah. This is this is where we are in tech. We got weird guys in charge of things. And like it becomes questionable about just how much in charge of everything are they? Right? I just think you need additional hardware too to get that experience. Could, but I mean, listen, you could just pay Nvidia to make it happen. Like you could sell it as a loss leader. There's no reason you can't sell someone a $1,500 worth of piece of equipment for $300, right? Like, mm-hmm. Sony did it for the PlayStation 1 and 2 just so they could start selling games and own the market. Mm-hmm. You want to, if you're, you're already losing money, you can do it that way. Like, HTC's not going to do it when they try to make their headset. Sony's not going to lose money when they make a, a PlayStation VR headset. And they're not interested in investing in the thing in a way that you could really make use like so if he's really going to talk about it he's going to have to do it properly and it's it's way more than just showing off some like new legs on an avatar right like if that's the progress you've made yeah i think if as an investor i would have bailed too and i can see why a ton of them did because if the whole thing is like you're talking such a big game and you're like guys check it out we've been working really really hard on something our teams have been working around the clock uh, remember my avatar I showed you? Well, here it is with legs. 
I'd be, I'd be shitting myself if I was like some institutional investor who had like $10 billion of like a, uh, a pension fund invested in this company. I'd be like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out now. <laughs> right. Like that's all it is. So he's got some time. He's not like, not, he's not the brokest man on the planet. Still right. near, right? Like, in the grand scheme of things, he's still near the top, right? So he's still got the resources to make most of it work. But speaking so, of a guy, right? Oh. <laughs> so who, who's richer than uh, Zuckerberg? Then <laughs> a handful of guys. Uh, Bezos. Bezos. Bezos is. Bezos is one of the last, what I would call, chill billionaires, almost, eh? Like he he kind of did the Bill Gates Branson thing where it's like I'm a I'm gonna let go of most of my company I'm gonna take the money my company makes me I'm gonna go have fun mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to space or maybe I'll like solve <laughs> malaria right like something else I'm gonna get um, jacked <laughs> yeah right like something other than what I did all my life so that's that was appealing and you'd hope more of them would do stuff like that because then they find themselves. Uh, eventually, like playing basketball by, by mistake with like an inner city youth, and then they're like, "Oh my god, I could write a check to this high school and solve the like." You mean like it, like the more a tech billionaire's not in the office, and the more they're just out and about with the general public, uh, the more accidental charitable donations they make, which can only be a good thing in my <laughs> eyes, right? <laughs> my yeah. concern, my concern is like. A workaholic billionaire who just doesn't know when enough is enough, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you have anyone in mind, Gorob? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to speak at a turn because, like, I'm still debating whether I'm going to pay for my blue check mark or not. Um, but Elon's been on a bit of a tear lately, huh? <laughs> so what's going on? I saw him carrying a, a sink. Doing a lot of weird things. Now, I I wanted to properly like Google it all up and have all the info, but I didn't want to get too deep because I didn't want to get too angry. But <laughs> but before I we get into the idea, I, there's going to be like uh, one cool shout out, right? So the whole issue, or what we're going to unpack right now, is the idea that he spent forty four billion dollars, forty four billion dollars. Um, now, remember, this is the man who once told, like, uh, was it the United Nations that, like, if they could prove their number of, like, solving world poverty for, with, like, $7 billion, he'd give it to them. And then they did the math, and they had multiple people around the world and experts, like, look at it, and most of them said, well, actually, you could probably even do it for less. Uh, and then he decided, well, no, because you guys aren't in consensus on what the number is. I'm not going to give it to you. This is the man <laughs> we're talking about, right? They're, they come back with like, we can give you a deal, Elon, on solving world poverty. He's like, no, <laughs> you guys don't agree. Like, what a little seven Anyways. or nothing. Well, yeah. we could round up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. We can we can get it to seven if you yeah. want. We can add some corruption in there, whatever you want. <laughs> well, a couple of back back deals, no worries. Try harder, um, guys. Come right. On. <laughs> Exactly. To think about it, right? We could have solved world. We could have solved world poverty had the guys at the United Nations just been like better negotiators. That's it. That's all it is. Serious. Um, But speaking of negotiators that are amazing, it's these guys over at Twitter, man. 
I want you to remember something as we talk about this, John. <laughs> okay. This is a man who didn't actually want to spend this $44 billion to buy Twitter. Right? Okay. So what did you I'm think not, was I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> go through the entire timeline of events. This is for those who are really curious about it, but they can, right? But if you do the the Google of like the timeline of the stupidest purchase on uh, in the universe, it goes as uh, man was up late at night, probably had one too many drinks or one too many shrooms or one too many somethings, and was like, I would buy this place. And because he hasn't already learned the mistake from tweeting things like Saudi Arabia has agreed to take Tesla private, for which he was penalized by the Securities and Exchange Commission, for which he had already been like punished by the board of Tesla for like, bro, you can't just send out stupid tweets that are like actual business impacting things. This guy decides to say, I'm going to take Twitter private. Twitter calls him out on it. Right. (laughs) Now, if you're Twitter and you've been like just kind of floundering along since like 2008, 2009, when you like came along, right? You're 15 years in, you're not Instagram, but you're still like more name recognizable than Snapchat, right? Like at this point, what is Twitter holding on to? Twitter is holding on to like when you, when you turn on the TV and there's like a, a news anchor or like a television personality or something and they show you like their handles, they're just holding on to that third fucking spot, right? <laughs> Because TikToks come out there and just fucking muscled out number two. Everybody's still showing you their Insta. Yeah, come join me on Insta. But TikTok's in, like, number two now. And Twitter's like, fuck, we're third. Like, the Facebook logo's long gone. But that's fine, because Facebook doesn't care. Because when you find somebody's Insta, you find their Facebook. And and so Twitter's like, fuck, fuck. Like, what's coming next? And Snapchat's been, like, fighting hard to, like, regain that third spot, right? <laughs> So if you're Twitter, your your only duty is to exist, make money, and make your shareholders happy. And this is a company that should never have gone public in the first place because it's like the, the nature of what this app is should not drive profit. You should make money for sure, right? Like a private company, like just a, a guy who makes like labels for people, right? Like, hey, man, I, I print labels and stuff. Uh Amy and like they could have just made like advertising money that way without I mean like there's a lot of websites you go to every day John that make a lot of money through advertising that are not publicly listed traded companies right sure sure Twitter could have existed in that world they decided to go public and that's when the pros like problems begin right Because then you have to start reporting to the public and, like, making decisions on, like, banning a Donald Trump. Shareholders are involved. And the public, like, as a private company, you can kind of make a decision to be like, ah, fuck it, we're a free-for-all or we're not. Right? It's kind of like the guys at Tumblr who are like, man, we could have kept making tons of money had we not sold that shit to Yahoo. Right? Like, there there are things when you look back, you're like, fuck, we were were the OnlyFans first. Right? Like, (laughs) we were making money, guys. Like, what did we do? Right took a paycheck early one you'd take off right so in this case if you are the ceo of twitter and at that point you were you were a brand new ceo your name is Farag Farag agarwal as brown as it fucking comes john right and you okay. rose through you rose through the ranks of twitter as an engineer of course you did of course you did Farag. where else would you have come from you definitely weren't working in marketing or branding <laughs> And and Jack Dorsey has decided to leave Twitter for, like, the third fucking time because this guy just, like, he can't quit Twitter, but he can't, like, not quit Twitter because that's what he does. Founder, 
takes it to IPO, leaves, comes back, leaves, comes back. All these things. One of Elon's best buddies. Anyways, he has left the company in the hands of Barak. Barak's job as a CEO is fiduciary. Uh, I report to the shareholders. Yeah. And my job is to make money. No matter what. So there's no there's no good people or bad people in this story, but there's one little fucking hero, man. And that hero is Barig, who was like, yeah, yeah, you want it? 44 billion, man. You said, what, 50 bucks a share? Keep in mind, John, uh, when this company IPO'd, I remember I picked up a couple of shares at the IPO time. It was 15 bucks, right? There was a certain time where it got up, got down, got up, got down. But it's Twitter. It's shit. They can't make a lot of money. There's no real business model. Nobody wants to pay for promotion on Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? It's not Insta. It's not Snap in the way of, like, how it works. Like, it's hard to make money there. But it was doing okay. And the shareholders eventually came to an agreement that, like, you know what? It doesn't need to be the richest company in in, on, in Silicon Valley, but we respect it enough. It continues to make some bucks. You should be ahead around 30 bucks, right? Settle there. And it settled for quite some time. Until Elon's like, I'll give you 55 bucks per share. <laughs> now, imagine the delight of the shareholders. <laughs> When the world's richest man with the deepest pockets decides he wants to put a little bit of chump change in and give you a pre- So this fight was going to happen. And obviously, like, Elon gets in there. Elon finds out real quickly during his due diligence that, like, owning this would be a big mistake. <laughs> like, oh, my God. There's, you know, like, he's thinking, like, at Tesla, we spend 40% of our money on salaries on engineers and he walks into Twitter and they're like, you, we spent 40% of our salaries on content moderation and dealing with fucking lawyers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, how, where do you make, how do you spend money on making the product better? And Twitter's like, bro, we've been with Donald for the last four years. What do you mean make the product better? We're just like trying to live. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't want this. I don't want this company at all. And Bodic. Bodiger, like the little cutie that he is. He's like, oh, you made a deal. Deal is a deal, sir. I mean, you know, we have lawyers and the deal is a deal. <laughs> you don't know that he has that accent. <laughs> I think I know exactly what accent he's got. <laughs> and so he tries to get out of the deal. And lo and behold, months and months of months go by where, where Elon kind of makes it sound like, oh, I'm out of this. I'm not going to have to worry about this. And like, you know, we'll, we'll do something better, guys. And Bonnick's like, hello, sir. <laughs> hello, sir. <laughs> we had a deal, and my lawyer say, you must make the deal. And the deal had to be fucking made. And now, this, John, is why Farag is my personal hero. He knew that this entire fucking thing was going to make Elon go from the first tweet of saying, I met with Farag. He's a great little smart guy. He knows his things. He's a World's greatest engineer. Love Parig. To this guy's got to fucking go, and he's got to go now. And Parig's like, "You should do it. You should do it, sir. You should totally get rid of me." Because he has a sixty-one million dollar fucking exit clause. Oh jeez. Right. So this I'll take this is the real story. 60, uh, of course. Right. Twitter closed. The deal closed just like two days, 48 hours ago. I don't know. Like uh, When people are listening, it'll have been a week or so. But 
enough for the man to be like, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, sir. I, I will go now. Okay. $61 million <laughs> richer, right? And he wasn't the only one. There was another one who went, who got like canned as well. And like she walked away with like 40 mil. Like imagine not having to, not just having to spend 44 billion bucks on like something you like tweeted as a dumb mistake, but then also having made enemies of the people who could have saved you for a little bit, could have made your life a little bit easier. Uh, and you're like, nah, you go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring in my boys from the car company. They're going to tell me what to do here. True story, John. Not kidding. Uh, day one. <laughs> day one has fired two people uh, has uh, and fired many others to the cost of $250 million at this point, right? Like he's already paid out that much just to clean out the execs. Then he decides, I'm going to bring in my top advisors from the car company. They'll tell me what's wrong here. <laughs> you see it? Do you see how ridiculous all of this is? I hope the servers sure are going to be run on batteries. Right, I, and I understand people are listening to me going like, why are you so mean? Like, smart people are smart people. They can do things in different industries. Yeah, that's true if they were, like, expecting to ramp up for it, right? If you were sitting there as the Tesla software engineer working on autopilot yesterday, you weren't thinking that you were going to go into work the next day and now have to work on, like, hey, figure out how we can make people pay 10 bucks a month so that they can just all have blue check marks, right? And at some point, somebody's are like, great idea, Elon. I wouldn't put that into the world just yet, though, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be like, it's going to be pretty fucking costly to keep verifying people's IDs on an ongoing basis. Because, like, once we give them the blue check mark, things can change. And, like, we don't necessarily know if it was real ID in the first place. So we're going to want to keep that going every time it expires. So it's an ongoing. And he's like, fuck it. I don't care. You know what I mean? He's not thinking about this stuff. He just puts it out there. And people are like, great idea. John, I spent five minutes on Twitter today while he was talking about his great idea. And within like five minutes, there was people asking for red check marks. <laughs> what would a red check mark be? It would just mean that you're not an elitist blue check mark journalist. Oh. You're a salt of the earth ten dollar a month Alabaman red checker. <sighs> I'm verified, Billy Bob, right? Like what's the point of all of this anyways? Right? What do you have to do to get a blue check mark right now? Blue check mark now, it, it's the same hoops as being like verified on Instagram, right? You have to have a certain amount of following, right? Uh, it's usually in the 50, 100,000, unless there are exceptions for, right? Uh, so let me give you an example of an exception for. Exception for would be Random House signs an author that nobody's heard of, uh, but this book is coming out in September and they're going to push it. Uh, so this person might only have like 3,000 followers, but to counteract all the fake accounts that might spring up the second that that book comes out, they'll, they'll get this guy blue check mark, right? That kind of stuff. Okay, or you just like, right? you apply for one. Oh yeah. You apply, you have to send in your IDs. They will do the right. Like there's a process to get it. Like there's actual verification of like, yeah, you are that person. Right. Which is, which is how it kind of should be. And I guess you can do that with nine ninety nine a month when you're just like, uh, this visa card that you're charging it to obviously would have only have been issued to this person, right? Like, I guess that's enough, but is it? Right? Is it? I don't know. Um, and then there'll be a lot of other work. But but it also was just meant as a way to denote a difference between the actual 
Columbia University PhD professor of humanization. This is the legit person. That's the thing. Blue check mark. But now you could also just be like Dave Thompson and pay 10 bucks and maybe get your blue check mark. Is Twitter now going to say, well, listen, you're paying 10 bucks. We verified you. Your LinkedIn says you are a long haul trucker in Arizona. So your bio on Twitter cannot say that you are an immunization specialist working out of low, right? Like you can't, because now that's kind of the distinguishing point right now, right? Like you, you, you look at somebody without a blue check mark, you're like, okay, are you legit or not? You might like look at a couple other tweets or posts and be like, okay, yeah, it looks like they actually are the real person or they have actual authority. Cool. Or you know right away that they're not. But like if it's just a cesspool of everybody running around with blue check marks, like, I don't know. I bet like, I know I'm me. I don't need a blue check mark. I know I'm me. And I don't right. need anybody else to know that I am me, in all honesty, right? Like, I love this. I love this best part because it's like, I'm not going to pay that. I don't want people to know that I'm very, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would hope that there, I, I would hope that I could sit behind the cloud of denial if I needed to someday and be like, yeah, no, that's not my Twitter. Somebody just fucking running around acting like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in trouble, am I? Right? Like you still want that? <laughs> I I guess. I mean, I don't. I don't, I'm not putting anything out there that would get me in that kind of trouble. I don't think. But uh... that's what you thought until Elon Musk bought Twitter. But like, it's all <laughs> trouble now. Like, I mean, things are things are sketchy. Like, uh, the it's it's, and I don't mean to say sketchy as in Skechers for a reason, but like. I'm not going to say that he got kicked out of that Skechers lobby, right? We're talking Kanye for a second, but the idea is like, I'm going to tell you, before he got kicked out of that lobby, John, there was at least one conversation that took place in that Skechers boardroom. At least one. About, I mean, guys, how bad could it be for our brand? Do you think people are that loyal to us in the first place? I mean, if Kanye comes on board, this could be okay for us, right? We could we could spin this. We could spin this, right? That conversation <laughs> definitely took place. And then he was escorted out of the lobby. <laughs> Elon's not escorting anybody out of any lobby on Twitter anymore. And this is, I think, where it's all going to get very interesting very quick. Um, and this one's for the audience and for you for later. Here's some homework, guys. Go ahead and study the impact of uh, res- like removed freedom of speech on social platforms. Uh, generally, so... Google this. What are the implications for Elon buying Twitter? And one of the things you'll probably learn is that it's really not going to be good for freedom of speech. It's really not, actually. Um, It'll be good for freedom of Elon's uh, thought process, right? But there's going to be a lot of... You know, one of the things that made Elon famous on Twitter was his interaction with people who had bought Tesla cars that were having bad experiences, but who had more clout than him at the beginning, right? Because we've got to remember, when this guy started this little car company, he was the shit disturber from eBay. Nobody really had given him a shot, right? It wasn't until a Steve Wozniak or a uh, a, a Kanye West or a another rich kind of person who had a little bit more money than Elon kind of had at the time decided, I might buy that $150,000 Tesla. Right. And then that person reached out to Elon and said, bro, why are why is there a door seal gap issue? Like, why does water run in from the side of my car in the rain 
when I paid 150 grand. And Elon's got no other option. He's on Twitter and someone really famous has now called out his car and he has to respond and be like, we, this, we identified this issue in the Fremont. Uh, a facility. Uh, I assure you that we've got robots all fixed and fixed that gap issue will no be uh, be no longer. Bring your car and we will take care of this. Right? Builds his following on. Wow, guys! He reaches out to all of us. He fixes our cars. He got the dealership to do that for me. And now, quietly, you start hearing people who are no longer able to voice their concerns about how the pro pilot made them drive into somebody's car. Right? All of a sudden, that's muted, and you've got fanboys who are like, that couldn't have happened. You must have done this wrong, or I bet you hacked into the beta of the software update, or you did this wrong, right? There's no benefit of the doubt that possibly the man who built his clout by reaching out to people saying, yeah, there's a defect and we will fix it, could possibly have defects in his cars anymore now that he's the richest man on the planet, right? And so why not just spend $40 billion at that point? It's pocket change to be like, let me just like make sure that like my narrative is the narrative, right? Imagine the power Bill Gates would have had in the late nineties, John, when when Microsoft's getting taken in front of the Supreme Court and antitrust court trials of Europe and everywhere, like Windows is too dominant. You must break Windows. You must not. Uh, you must install Netscape on Windows to compete with Internet Explorer, right? And he had to fucking do a if. What if Bill Gates owned all of Twitter and Twitter existed at the time and he was like government coming for us man self-made billionaire they can't handle it look at them coming for us coming for us guys wanted to make sure you have a shit right like he's got this tool now at his disposal that he uses all day long and bill gates is somewhere going like i'm the one who has this fucking cure malaria in africa like i got the raw fucking end of this deal right it's a weird time we live in where, where, and I don't want to pull it back to Kanye, but I saw a Kickstarter today, man. It was forwarded to me. You want to donate to make him a billionaire again? Uh, no. <laughs> he doesn't but, deserve it. <laughs> let me tell you, let me ask you a question, John. Before, let, let's say, what's actually, let me look at my clock and look at the time. 48 hours ago, a Kickstarter was started for Kanye West. Okay? And the goal was make Kanye a billionaire again. Okay. Uh, how much do you think that this campaign raised within 48 hours? Way depressingly too much. You know what? I'm not even going to give you the number. And I'm going to say, <laughs> yes, I'm going to say you are correct. Yeah. Right. Let's just say it's, it's higher than a million, right? It's higher than a million. And I'm going to say something, John, that might be a little controversial and a little hot takey, but God dang it. It's, can you confirm that? And that's what I do here. I have heard a lot over the years about how a coffee a day will help uh, a little child in Africa with clean water and education. Uh, And you know what? I never understood the argument before about we need to take care of our own at home first. But knowing that Kanye West is no longer a billionaire, I get it. We really, we really do need to take care of our billionaires at home first, right? So to anyone who donated to the Kickstarter, yeah, right? That, that was totally a great $5, $10, or $20 that you spent. Totally. Right? Like, the ridiculousness about this is that you know that the first 5 to $10 million that come in on that 
on that Kickstarter are like, I'm going to do this as a joke because, you know, they're not going to take it. I'm going to get refunded. I mean, it doesn't get funded unless they hit their goal. And it only takes one idiot at $999,998,080 bucks to be like, oh, fuck it. I'll do the 20 bucks. Right? <laughs> is that what their goal is? A billion dollars? Oh, they want to make him a billionaire again. Oh, well, uh, well how close is he? I don't know he? what they're, I don't, like, <laughs> that's what I mean. They're at like 10-ish, but like, that's a lot of money for like a joke, right? Like, I get yeah. the idea of like, I'll put a hundred bucks in on this as a joke, but it, I might not be that funny by the time it does get to like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I do not want to see in 2022, but we will because it's 20 fucking 22 and Chandler Bing just went after fucking Neo this week. So like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Uh, because it's 2022, I'm sure we're going to see the CNN breaking news headline of the Kanye West Kickstarter stands $20 away from being fully funded. We go here live now to the man who was about to make the decision on what, right? Like, it's like, will you do it, sir? Sir, are you going to do it? Are you going to make Kanye a billionaire again, sir? Right? Like, it's like, here we go. Cool. If anyone wants to start a Kickstarter making, uh, can you confirm that billionaires, please. Ahead, if you want to fund our views, yeah. get it, get it, fund our views. It's a pun on like <laughs> views. People who con- eh. <laughs> I go over most people's heads. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, we're not a video podcast. <laughs> no, you know what would be a fantastic job if we were to be like fund the Kickstarter to prevent us from doing a video podcast. <laughs> no one wants it. <laughs> right? You got fucking money at the door all of a sudden. Oh, that's funny. Actually, no, I'm joking, folks. Everybody, I'm sure people can tell from our voices every week that we are two strapping, like, handsome men, right? Like, <laughs> I don't think you get into the podcast game unless you are, right? <laughs> right. I, I look like a bearded Wreck-It Ralph. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, uh, like, approachable Paul Bunyan. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think that's the same thing. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bunyan. That's a good, good. That That's when you know the audience that's listening is well above a certain age. <laughs> but uh, like this podcast, if you get that reference. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. That's my take on Elon, man. Like, how do you feel about it? Like, are you, I mean, listen, Zuckerberg could own the metaverse. Uh, I guess I don't, I guess he's going to know everything I do, right? Like in the sense of like, if I want to go hang out at, uh, at like a seedy pool hall in the metaverse. Well, you asked with a bunch opinion. of like e-bikers, he's going to know, you know, you, my opinion, um, I'm not concerned about it because I don't spend very much time on Twitter and certainly not enough time to like, I open it maybe once a day, maybe not even every day and I look at the people that I'm following and if they have said anything interesting, a lot of them work for like gaming YouTube channels and then I turn it off. So I don't know how it'll impact me. I don't think it will. Yeah. Right. I I mean, you might sense a change in discourse. You might see a few things change, but you're not wrong. And I think that's what Elon's banking on is that he bought it for the people who don't, spend their life on it right and twitter is a different beast and that it's very different from instagram and snapchat and tiktok 
and that those guys have audience numbers, right? Like when you when you look at the numbers and like someone will be like, yeah, it's it's a Tuesday. Of course, we have 190 million people on Instagram right now around the world right now. Right. And Snapchat at any given point can be like, yeah, we got about what, 40, 50 million. I don't know, but it gets really heavy on like Friday nights for some reason. I don't know. It's Saturday, fucking Saturday mornings too. I don't know what that deal is about, but we got like 150 million people sending snaps on Saturday mornings, right? Twitter's like, yeah, we got 25 million people, active users, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they're yeah. such a large part of the discourse for some reason, right? Like it's all of a sudden it's like, you will disproportionately on the news here, like X person tweeted this, or Y was breaking on Twitter, or Z is trending on Twitter. And it's like, okay, well, what's going on on TikTok? You're going to tell me what's going on on TikTok, CBC National News, right? Like, why? I guess it's the people who are there. I suppose it's a different way. But I, I, I think it's also very false and arbitrary, to be honest. Right. I don't know if Twitter's a real thing. I go on and I get incensed within 15 minutes, but then sometimes I go on and I just like flip over to comedy section or entertainment or sports and I can have a very chill experience. Right. And it's also very, what are you using it for? And in my case, Twitter has over the last few months become a little bit more useful in that. I just kind of want to know like what the best sports bet's going to be tonight. Right? I don't necessarily need to know about the scandal that just took place in Little Rock, Arkansas. Which can be it though, right? Like for some people that's all it is all day. And like mine is kind of like still full of a political shit from everywhere. But I just kind of like to know what the world is like. And I'll tell you in the last 48 hours though, Twitter's gross. Twitter's gross. <laughs> Right. In the last 48 hours, Twitter has become gross. And my theory on this one is pretty simple. Uh, what does Elon kind of remind you of? Uh, like a guidance counselor? Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. You know why? Because what is a guidance counselor usually? Generally, some sort of like failed <laughs> social person, right? Like somebody who just like wants to guide and give you advice, but usually gives you the worst, right? Because what is a good, like, look, you go to a guidance counselor in high school, right? Well, this is what I'm thinking, right? This is what you were kind of thinking, <laughs> right? Uh, am I wrong or were you thinking like a college or like grade school guidance counselor? No, like, high school. You? High yeah, school is right? where, yeah. The guidance counselor is who in the school? Is that the teacher that the other teachers voted is like, oh, when you were drunk on pub nights, Frank <laughs> gives the best advice. Like, Frank cuts to the bone. He gets it. I vote Frank for guidance counselor this year, guys. Right? Like, what are the fucking qualifications? Because <laughs> I've never met a guidance counselor in high school who's like, I could have been Fraser Crane, but I devoted myself to the students instead. Right? <laughs> Right. right. They're kind yeah. of the social worker in the school. The like, youth is our future. Right. It's kind of like, yeah, okay. So that's not a bad comparison for Elon. It's really not. He wants to do good. He wants to tell you what he thinks is the right advice. 
but he doesn't really know enough, right? That's why he thinks he can get a bunch of Thai kids out of a cave with a fucking submarine. And the people there have to be like, bro, it's it's not going to work for like a multitude of reasons. And he's like, no, but I'm Elon. I do anything, right? (laughs) It's like, yeah, okay. And the other thing I get from him is like, all through university, all he ever wanted to do was to be part of like Sigma Alpha Epsilon, right? Um, deep cut for anybody who knows frats, they know that one's the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the kind of thing you get from him is like he always wanted to be the frat jock, but he wasn't accepted for that because he's the nerd. But he didn't know how to tell those guys, like, I'm not the nerd. I don't even code at eBay. I don't even know code. I barely know engineering principles. I just skate by with my parents' good luck and fortune uh, and the fact that I've surrounded myself with people who are smarter than me, but that I consistently tell them they're not as charismatic as me, right? Like, oh, Welcome to Sigma Alpha Epsilon, Elon, right? Like, he never had the courage to tell them the truth, that he's a shuckster, right? He's got ideas. It's great. Great idea. Anybody has ideas, John, you could have given me a billion dollars for my parents, and I'd have been like, you know what's really cool, Mom and Dad? Going to space. I think we should all go to space. I think NASA needs space taxis, right? Like, it makes no sense, but it makes sense, kind of, right? It's not an innovation, really. It's like, yeah, I mean, NASA keeps talking about how they don't like shuttles. You got money. You can hire rocket engineers. I mean, all you need is, all it is is rocket science, right? Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, like, I got the money to do this. Let me do it. It's, but he's not the rocket scientist. And I think people forget that sometimes. They think he's sitting there somehow with like a white lab coat and goggles on being like, let me put these concoctions together and we'll get the shuttle further, further than anyone has before, right? It, no, like he's got people in a room that do that. And those guys don't like working for him because he works them to the bone and he doesn't pay them well and they leave. And it's rinse and repeat at all of his businesses. And it took him 48 hours to do the same thing at Twitter, right? Like it's fantastic. Like it's a case study. I love watching it, but... Anybody can have ideas, John. I could have told you to put a battery in a car. I remember filling gas tanks once with going, hey, feels like gas never gets cheaper, right? <laughs> or don't you feel there was like a decade span? You get your license when you're like 16. And by the time you're like 25, you're like, huh, never cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at some point, everybody had the fucking light bulb of like, I should put a battery in my car, right? Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make him what i'm saying is being able to spot good ideas and then having the money to invest in those ideas and hiring right people doesn't mean that you should be the loudest voice in the town square right shouldn't mean that you are in charge of the megaphone i think he's gonna learn pretty quickly that there is a reason twitter had like 12 people on like a fucking regulatory committee board and and because of all of the stuff that and all of the impact that they have he's already gotten trouble six times as the owner of twitter it's got to be a different feeling as the owner of twitter to be getting like slapped on the wrist of like uh you can't you literally can't tweet a fake story 
about Hillary Clinton to Hillary Clinton as the owner of Twitter, sir. Right. <laughs> and he had to like delete it and be like, I never fucking, I never tweet. Who the fuck tw- tweeted? Right. Like it's like, you're going to learn really quickly that this is the biggest headache and to pay $45 billion for a headache, John. I don't know. Like, I, I don't even want to pile on. I feel like this is going to happen to him naturally. though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're going to just give him a break the whole hour. I think. I think so. I think you'll. He's. Question. Right. Here's the question of the week for you and the audience to, to do your homework with. Right. Does Elon last longer as the new chief twit, as he's put himself, than the last prime minister of Britain did, right? She's the woman that they, like, uh, put a turkey or something out? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, lettuce head, right? Oh, lettuce lettuce head. head. (laughs) Does Elon, over under, I'm going to put at 6.5 weeks for our betting audience. This episode brought to you by our good friends at FanDuel. FanDuel, where... I'm always a winner, so you should go along with me. Uh, our good friends at FanDuel, the question this week is, over under six and a half weeks before Elon relinquishes control of Twitter and announces some sort of committee, advisory board, or new leader president in charge. Okay. Yeah? That's my goal. Well, that's... I think it's going to take six weeks, and he's like, I'm out. So before Christmas, you're saying before Christmas. Yeah, I think I don't think he wants to go into the new year having to be in charge of anything or any decision making there. I don't um, think there's like a cool right. New Year's like tweet that he has planned. Like aliens are real. Love Elon. I think that one hasn't he already sent that one out though. And I don't think <laughs> I think like NASA hit like. So I'm not even gonna go anywhere with that one. I think. We went over this on like episode like 60 or 70 or whatever it was where I, I was convinced that aliens were making their visit this year. And I've got, <laughs> oh, about two months left, John. So not gonna, I'm not going to say that that tweet doesn't go out. Okay. I'm not <laughs> going to say that that tweet doesn't go out. Right. And it's like, meanwhile, he's got other things on the go too, though. God knows. Me. I'll say this of all of the billionaire mogul men in the world who take on way more than they can chew. Ryan Reynolds does it best, all right? <laughs> Elon could stand to learn from Ryan about how you own a gin company, uh, a cybersecurity password company, uh, a, a football club in Wales. A uh, cell phone carrier. A cell phone carrier. You can do it right if you do it right. <laughs> uh, Elon, maybe you get Ryan on the phone, right? Like if, if we're, that's, remember MTV Celebrity Deathmatch? <laughs> right, like the clay guys fucking fighting each other. I want to see the Ryan Reynolds versus Elon. That's the one I want to see. Elon would fight dirty, I feel like. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Reynolds would just make his little jokes and hurt Elon's feelings. Elon thinks he's a comic, which he's not. And then it becomes, you know, Ryan gets banned from Twitter. What else? What else would it be? <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else you want to tell me about him before we go here? No, I mean, hey, listen, don't forget to check out eBay, guys. Uh, if you haven't been using eBay in a while, great time to sign up for some reward points. Uh, brought to you and uh, our good friends, Elon Musk over at eBay. Who's worse, Elon Musk or James Corden? Oh. <laughs> listen, man, 
This is a <laughs> this is a homework question for me, but I'm going to tell you my initial gut says James. Right, like at least Elon's got some sort of environmental angle of like towards Tesla, and like he 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 claims to be altruistic, right? Like the thing is, Elon as a broke man would be amazing, right? Because mm-hmm. all he would say is we must save the environment, everyone should have a voice, right? Like all the things he thinks would be amazing if he were poor. But for some reason, when you're ridiculously, oh, I don't know, the richest man on the planet, <laughs> it's all just, it's all just different. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's all just different. That's all. But James Corden, James Corden, he just seems like he'd be a dick no matter what. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's where I am at right now. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel the same about James. <laughs> so don't forget to tune in next week where we do a late, late, late show. Yeah. James Corden. <laughs> the roast of James Corden without James, <laughs> without James Corden. Uh, don't worry, we're gonna bring in everybody from the restaurant. Uh, we'll have was it Balthazar Boss House? Ball, I don't remember the name of the restaurant in New York City, but yeah, boy, oh boy, we're feelings hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, we'll see you next week, James Corden. Everybody, have a great week. See you then. Thanks so much for joining us. Can you confirm that? Uh, I don't know. I guess um, if you uh, want to tell a friend or two about our podcast you know we're still looking for some extra word of mouth there if you can help us out with that that'd be great would definitely help now that elon is going to be snuffing us out yeah hold us down no elon's army's coming for us this is where we need you bts army we had your (laughs) back you get ours come on yeah i'm a fan i'm a real fan now by the way i'm almost part of the army my uh Pay ten dollars a month for a blue check mark for thoughts of the army. Thoughts and prayers to the BTS army as well, right? All those boys are going to war apparently. Oh, I know they're becoming the real BTS army. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh no! Don't worry, Prince Harry was fine. So will Jinbi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right, guys. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. All right. We're out. Bye bye. But, I don't know, you just nailed it, right? Like, I, if you're NASA, at a certain point, do you not reach out to him and be like, hey, guy, uh, just curious, um, is all of your, like, shit trolling on Twitter going to possibly uh, affect your ability to deliver rockets to us? <laughs> like, I, I get that you're really good at Twitter, but now that you own the thing, are you going to just be, like... Like we want rockets that work, right? Like it's it's not and then cars. Tesla's gotta be sitting there like, bro, I mean, remember when you told people it was more than cars? We did roofs. What's happening with the roofs, boss? We got no updates on the roof. Yeah, <laughs> I want like, solar shingles, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> right? Where's the updates?